Welcome sentient beings from all known universes and beyond. It's time to activate your cranial downlinks and prepare to receive a raft of discussion on a cosmic ocean of science fiction and fantasy topics, interviews with local area genre devotees, and insightful prognostication by our soothsayers of science fiction, our forecasters of fantasy, and any other beings that happen to get caught in our gravity well. This is the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. I'm Bill. I'm John. I'm Charles. I'm Hardy. And I'm Seth. <laughs> Seth, not Sean. Seth, not Seth, Sean. Seth, not Sean. <laughs> I think I finally got that down now. It's taken me a couple of weeks. We, we'll see. Let's make it through <clears throat> this episode. <laughs> yeah, let's see if we can do that. <laughs> oh, sounds good. Well, so this week uh, we kind of had a, a fun uh, get-together. Unfortunately, John wasn't able to make it, but um, <clears throat> the rest of us got together. I watched 15 minutes of YouTube video on Last Starfighter, and I think I got just as much out of it as you did. So <laughs> okay, so we all got together, <clears throat> and we watched, an episode, we watched the film The Last Starfighter, uh, which came out in the 80s, and um, it was much more entertaining than Krull. Wouldn't you agree? I think oh, yeah. it no, was... not at all. <laughs> Kroll was amazingly entertaining when you look at it in the right context. <laughs> Kroll, uh, Kroll was amazingly entertaining with professional people to make fun of it. Yes, I thought I thought that the last Starfighter was entertaining enough just on its own. But we yes. all we all got scared at the beginning because of the long uh, shot where we thought there might be horses. <laughs> yeah. That's right. I don't think we were scared. We were what? just like, huh, this is different now. Better. But different. Yes, <laughs> right. And um, uh, the aliens, the Kodan Armada, which of course was attacking the peaceful worlds of the galaxy, which had been um, protected by a giant shield sphere. The frontier. The frontier, they called it. That's a terrible, um, terrible plot. That's awful. It's like thousands of light years of shield. Well, and that and that was actually our discussion yeah. was that there was an article that I saw this week that um, uh, a company had gone in and done an estimation of the cost to construct various um, science fiction objects. For example, <clears throat> the Starship Enterprise, um, the Death Star from Death Star, Star Wars, yeah. <clears throat> and um, the Death Star from Star Wars was the largest object that they estimated the cost for, and they said the price to construct it, including materials, and this just this was just materials, uh, the cost of the materials themselves and getting that material into orbit didn't include labor costs. They estimated it at seventeen point five nonillion dollars. What's a nonillion? It's a uh, number with 32 zeros after it. So what you're saying is that doesn't <clears throat> exist. the money doesn't exist. There's, they there's said something about uh, it would take uh, um, like a thousand, the, the revenue from a thousand million Earths. Why, why, why did thousand million. they were estimating <laughs> how much it would cost <laughs> to take the material into orbit? They estimated the cost of yeah, lifting the material into Yeah, that would be silly. Why, no, why, why well, not? Yeah. There's stuff that's, in the asteroid belt you could use that's yeah, just true. actually easier. You yeah, don't have to lift it out of gravity well. Yeah, you construct almost every like spaceship in a space dock. You don't. Yeah. Well, I, and, I know. Like even the little the little toaster things that ran around the the thing. It was like 17 million just for the little toaster things. Well, yeah, that's defense spending. That sounds about right. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh, uh, no, the materials aren't the big problem. It's like the big problem would be the technology level we have. We're, I mean, you can't build that with shuttle-era uh, technology, and we don't even have that. So we're talking about uh, Soyuz technology. Yeah. We'd be launching, like, 1960s right. Russian rockets would be building a Death Star. So, mm -hmm. no. Well, but and and next generation accounting systems, right. evidently, right? Yeah, right. I don't know what that means. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're going to build a Death Star <laughs> yeah. with that kind of deficit, yeah. <coughs> well, right. actually, that it's so far outside of the experience of what what the social construction of money is. It, it it's not a real number. There's there's no. There's no way to do that right. in terms. You'd have to reshape the entire economy. 
yeah. to actually do it. And I don't know about next generation. Now, and the <coughs> maybe and I the mean, death the they Death didn't Star have money. So. The Death Star itself, the size of a small moon, right? Huge. Now imagine the frontier, which has to, uh, which consists of what appeared to be a series of satellites or devices at very close proximity. At yeah. very so, close proximity, so. like less than a mile, half mile. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, Maybe? it's space distances, so we can mile? assume space even if distances. they're well, even ten from, miles from our perspective in the movie. <clears throat> yes. I, I'd assume yes. that they're even maybe up to a couple yeah. hundred miles. You apart. might have had the okay. effect. You might have had the effect I, I, that I, in space, you could sometimes see things appear closer than what they are. Yeah, mm -hmm. but they they didn't appear to be large well, devices, no, and okay. you could yeah. see. A lot, a lot of them. Of them. And yeah. we know how okay. big... And you couldn't see 100 miles away. We, okay. we know how big the last Starfighter was. And we could see it in relation to the size of those things. And it wasn't miles. No. It was like feet. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it so, seemed like yeah. maybe half mile at most. Yeah. Uh, All right. Or, yeah, I, I'll go with that. Okay. So, but the, uh, uh, so a network of those really close satellites encompassing solar systems. Whole... Yes. Solar All systems. the peaceful solar, of solar systems, systems of the galaxy. That's that's inconceivable. That's it, there is a way it could work. Okay, your uh, Van Neumann probe. Va you, von Neumann. Yeah, von yeah, Neumann. Yeah, the von you, Neumann probe. You construct ten of these, let them loose in an asteroid field with the instruction to replicate, and then they build themselves. That's yes. about the only way that would work. Uh, how long would that. the how long would that. the asteroid belt last? Right. Well, then they move on to the next one. There's plenty of uh, or the, dead uh, planets or or the Oort cloud of any solar system. The debris cloud from the formation of the solar systems has oh quadrillions and quadrillions of tons of stuff, and that's what Van Neumann probes would do. They would take that stuff and make it into what we need. Okay, but now here's, but it would take a long time. You, you should really like flash the problem. up a picture of what we're talking I'll about. That. In I'll, do post. That. I'll do that. I'll do that now. Here's the problem I see with that. You've got these self-replicating organisms that are going willy-nilly through the universe. Humans. Finding, yeah, finding resources, replicating themselves. Humans. Now, <clears throat> you could probably encode them with instructions that if it's a planet inhabited with life... They skip over that planet. Yeah, but machines break. <clears throat> or they run into other machines, a, a la V'ger, and their programming gets altered. <clears throat> and instead of seeking out new life, they seek out and sterilize new life in mm -hmm. the case of V'ger. But in case of these probes, maybe they start seeking out planets with life and converting that life into... Well, one broken von Neumann probe will destroy the universe, given enough time. It will just keep making more of its own right. uh, forever. And, and, and once they do, they spread out. You just can't get them all. Right. <laughs> like like the replicants in um, uh, Stargate. Yeah, the uh, the replicators. Mm. That's yeah. exactly what that is. That's what that's what the replicators do. They just make stuff more I, of themselves. I didn't say it was a good idea of how to make the frontier. I just said it's a possible idea of how yeah. they made the frontier. Well, right. no, and it goes along with uh, definitely with human thinking. In terms of these things, it's like, like you know about the AI, the Google AIs that have their own language, right? No. They, they talk right. to each other, hmm. and, we, and we don't know how to understand it. And uh, Google doesn't seem as concerned as I am about that. I don't think that's necessarily... Yeah, they created, hmm. created a couple of computers that um, could communicate with each other, and they pretty soon language, <clears throat> they invented their own language to speed up their communication. And to the we, point where we didn't understand the language understand itself, it, yeah. but whatever they were doing was working. Yeah. So uh, the dangers of that should be self-evident to you, and I think it is. Mm. Yeah, uh, nothing to worry about there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yet Google doesn't seem concerned. It's like the mentality uh, that would create von Neumann machines in terms of efficiency don't really look at all the aspects of the efficiency that they're actually enabling. You know, it's like... Yes, Van Neumann machines are tremendously efficient, but uh, that efficiency... Not a great idea. Yeah, in yeah. the end... So I think you'd actually have to have the Von Neumann machines that are creating the frontier machines, because the frontier machines are obviously just sitting there not making more machines. They're protecting things. Mm -hmm. So you have the Von Neumann machines that are building the frontier machines that just, once they're constructed, they 
go to a predefined coordinate and link up with the mm-hmm. next next device to ext- begin extending the shield. So, but yeah, overall, not a great idea for a setting. Yeah, it's like the amount of time involved in in filling countless light years of space with these devices. Yeah, is amazing. And and what did they do? They didn't seem to stop. No, anybody from doing anything. Well, it stopped the it stopped the the armada for however many years it stopped them. But I guess once they've made it through, you've invested all that time and money and nothing. Yeah, yeah. And up until then, it's just kind of like. We care about the people inside the shield. Everyone else, eh, screw up. Hmm. Right. Well, so it's literally the 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 what are the, the frontier? Is that what the, mm-hmm. the group is? No, that's what the shield is. That's called. what the shield is. What called. is what is what is? Who are the last starfighters? Are they a federation or a? They con- seem to be. There, there was yeah, only like one planet Rylos. and only one star base we ever saw. Right. And, and like, all the starfighters were at that one base, and there was only like a dozen of them for light years of systems space and that systems could be invaded. Hundreds yeah. of systems, hundreds of worlds of protection at this one place. So I'm guessing they well, were just like, "Well, so it's the Green Lantern philosophy uh, yeah. of like one protector for t- yeah. two hundred eight thousand galaxies." Well, or yeah. yeah, well, it kind there of. There was that, only one person left in the universe. If there were. With a good enough credit rating, and that was that kid at the trailer park. <laughs> it, it, it's like the Green Lanterns. If there were sixteen Green Lanterns and they all stayed on Oa all the time. Well, where does our Green Lantern stay? Earth all the time, all the time on Earth. Well, it's like he's got thousands of other galaxies to take care of. Well, no, he's on. the Green Lantern for our system, no, or for our. Well, not, that's not the way it was explained in the terrible movie that. Ryan Reynolds was in. That's because it was a terrible movie. <laughs> like every like system is supposed to have its own Green Lantern. Help me, old canon hmm. god. I'm what? terrible on DC can- canon, but I know that there's like a whole like e- each of them has a range of a range of responsibility like that might encumber- encompass several systems, but not like everyone just hanging out on Oa. And well, that's what it seemed to be in the movie. <laughs> they were just hanging out on Oa. But no, 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 no that's bad movie. movie, bad movie. I dig, but no, I dig where you're coming from, in terms of the the la- the starfighters, didn't do anything. But what kind of mentality builds a wall and sh- <laughs> and shuts themselves <laughs> off from the rest of the, of the universe? <laughs> I, I I can't understand that. I, I just. Well, and and then you know what I thought was was uh, of course some really a, tunnels under it was really ridiculous. Well, yeah, and isn't because that what they did? Building a wall yeah. never works. Technically, because <laughs> they used a low tech solution. Because yeah. okay, they, granted they had to use some high tech lasers to breach the frontier, but once they breached the frontier, what did they do? They shot asteroids through it to take out the star base. The, yeah. The last to get drugs base. to Rylos. I mean, <laughs> yes. So I mean, you know, they. How much do you suppose the the creation of the frontier cost just to have it breached by a few lasers and then these asteroids thrown through to take out the, the star base? The economy of the making of that frontier wall is beyond the understanding of money. <laughs> it's like we, we aren't capable of understanding expenditures like that. Yeah. It's like it's it's in, insane, but. But yeah, all right. So we see that. Yeah. Uh, the, but the, no, thank you for the help with the DC cannon. Yeah, the construction of a Dyson sphere is beyond what we can right. really conceive of right now. But that's a popular science fiction trope. No, yeah. it is. And it, well, uh, and how much energy and materials would that take? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, and at, at mm. some other show, I'd like to have a discussion about what technologies we would need to do some of the things on some shows. And in a lot of stuff, surprisingly little. It's like most shows, like uh, like The Expanse, relatively little. Mm-hmm. But Star Trek, what would we need to actually uh, have Star Trek level technology? We need fast and light travel, um, teleportation, mm-hmm. hard light tra- holograms, yeah. artificial gravity. We have holograms. Dilithium. Hard light holograms. Hard lithium crystals. All right. Yeah. Oh, you mean touchable? Yeah. Well. I always thought the hologram, the holodeck, was a dumb thing. Anyway, and it, 
I mean, look, literally on, on the Enterprise D, the holodeck almost destroyed the ship several times. It's like it was dangerous and should have been deactivated. And data should have been deactivated, too. They should have shut him down put him in a box somewhere. It's like because he was more trouble than he was worth. Really, watch the series. He was very helpful. He was more trouble. Occasionally, he was compromised. But the same could be said for any human. You're sounding like the guy who designed the AIs that are now talking to themselves. It's like, they could help us later. <laughs> I don't think they're talking about helping us later. I don't. I don't data think Data probably causes about as much, uh, as many problems as Counselor Troy ended up causing. Yeah. Yeah. So you can't put every one of the characters in a box. Right. Just because they caused trouble a few it's times. It's Counselor Troy that caused troubles. It was Counselor Troy's reproductive system that caused all the problems. <laughs> what? <It's> like, <laughs> It was always something having to do with Counselor Troy's mating cycle or someone wanting to mate with Counselor Troy or the space thing that actually impregnated Counselor Troy. You know, everything that you're saying can also be attributed to Riker. Yeah, or even Picard had romantic... Uh, well, Spock I mean, had some Look at Inner mating. Light. Picard had a wife and kids. Yeah. Yeah. But he also did other things. And a right? really good flute solo. Yes. <laughs> I guess that's the danger of having a character that is an empath. Yeah. Is you're going to roll into that. But right. I mean, we they did kind of go one-dimensional on Deanna Troy. There wasn't a whole bunch of depth right. to that. In <clears> fact, <throat> but look at Deanna Troy's mother had more character. I was going <laughs> to I wanted to bring her up. Yeah. She's <laughs> she was. She I thought Miguel Barrett did a really good yeah. job on that. Yeah, but I mean, look at how many times Data saved the Enterprise merely by the fact that he was not human. He was not susceptible to the same frailties that a human was susceptible to. He was up and around and able to return the ship to normal while everybody else was incapacitated. So you got to take the good with the bad, you know. And then one time when everyone was incapacitated, he actually discussed things with the aliens told them to wipe everyone's mind. Yes. And, uh, yeah. In order to save everyone's mm. life because the aliens were going to completely destroy them all. Mm. Right? Yeah. He yeah. did it mm. for the right reasons. Uh, and, it, and, and it would not have caused any harm had the humans not remembered the encounter. There would have been no harm to anyone. Mm. So they did it again. Don't yes. remember that episode. Next gen rewatch. I'll, I'll show you which one. I can't yeah. remember the name, but I'll, I'll we'll look it up. No, I, 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 no, no. Data is a tool that has the <laughs> potential to do as much damage as he can, good. And it's like so does so does so, like does, so does nuclear technology, yeah. right? Yeah. We so have yes. we have nuclear, nuclear power bomb. plants and yeah. nuclear bombs. Yes, and we don't shut either off. Well, or get rid of either, put either in a box that we can't use, right? You can't. You can't. I guess. I guess <laughs> it's like. I guess data's like guns. Yeah. You can't. The, the, get all Pandora's, these data. Get all these data's out of our schools. Register your data. <laughs> yeah. Does Picard have? Yeah. Did he go? Did he take the proper data class to have a right? Have a, a, a <clears throat> an unconcealed data. Like, Would you support the inclusion of the right to bear androids in the Constitution? <laughs> uh, it but, depends. If they if they fired bullets, they'd probably be covered. <laughs> True. But, all right. Fine. Data like guns is they open the Pandora's box on that. You can't put it back. So they've got one. It's like might as well use it. Is that what you're saying? It's like. Roll the dice, hope for the best, because it could have gone either way. I'm saying there's a lot of good things. It could have gone either way. That's the entire human <laughs> ethos in Star Trek is roll the dice, see what happens. And it always comes up like 7 or 11. It never comes up <laughs> Snake Eyes, ever, except for everyone else. It's like it, comes up, it came up uh, Snake Eyes for the Constitution. It came up Snake Eyes for the Exeter. It came up Snake Eyes for uh, all the people on Deneva who got those brain-sucking raviolis that fly stuck to their backs and their mind control happened. It's like, so... Yeah, yeah but uh, that's not Data's fault. It, it also got us into space and <coughs> created the Federation. You take the good, you roll the dice, you take the good with the bad. Right, I mean, you can't stop all progress just because of the risk of an entire annihilation of, of your species. The fact of life. Yeah, you just, you just gave it to me. You just... Like, Why build a house if it's capable of burning down? Mrs. Garrett in my yeah. head, and it's like, that's terrible. We should be living in caves. 
<laughs> yeah. Well, no, I'm not saying we shouldn't, but it's like, I actually I was agreeing with Bill when I said that the Pandora's box on data has been opened. Yeah. And there's nothing you can do about it. So you might as well have one, because other people might have one. Right. And and that's how this works. Now I would close the box on lore. You can never close the box on lore. Well, they closed the box on lore like three times. <laughs> well, no, listen. Back. <clears throat> the first time they got rid of lore was with that whole crystalline entity thing, right? Yeah. And all they did was they beamed him oh, into space. What is that going to do for an alien or for an android? Nothing. He doesn't breathe. They took him apart. And, and no, they just space. beamed him into space. They didn't yeah. take him apart. <clears throat> they just hit the transporter. They kicked him onto the transporter and beamed him out into space. So yeah, they so that was in the first encounter with lore. They really should have just targeted with the phaser banks and taken care yes, of business. Yes, yeah. right. But, and they came back with or, the Borg. Or there is, they do have the ability to just Transport. beam the energy yeah. out into space and not reconstitute mm -hmm. it. Because yeah. they've done that before. Yeah. yeah. But they, they, I thought they, I thought they, no, no, they did not do that. You're right. Did yeah. that with the, but all right, then Dr. he comes Chapman. back with the Borg. Right. He comes back with the Borg. Because he was found, and I, and this really was the most hilarious thing, is that when they find him the next time, he was drifting in space for months until he was found by a passing Packlet trading vessel. The Packlet are like the least intelligent species in oh. Star Trek. We look for things, things to make us go. You know, <laughs> they steal, they have no, you know, ability to create the technology on their yeah, own. They just steal it from yeah. other, yeah. <clears throat> so I think that's hilarious that the most advanced android I in mean, the galaxy is found by the least advanced species. I feel if had there been a sequel to ne uh, Nemesis, I think uh, B4 mm. would have ended up being lore. I, don't, I think they would not have been able to, to resist turning it into lore. You think? I, I really, and then somehow there'll be a mind wipe and they'll put data in there. And some, <laughs> somehow at the end of that, data comes back. But it's like, it's going to be lore. Because they can't. They just can't resist. They can't. Mm -hmm. Lore is something you cannot put in a box. Because it's, the writers need it. They do. But is it, so is it just the emotion, the ability to express emotion that made lore so bad? Uh, because that's the only well, thing he had over well, it's data. Just, data had an emotion chip he could switch on and off, right? Lore yeah. was all motivated entirely <clears throat> by self-interest. He, he was truly sociopathic. But did he have more of ambition maybe than data, would you say? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Data liked to serve. He, right. he liked what he was doing. Mm -hmm. Lore he liked to be of service. Data wanted to be human, mm -hmm. and Which is, Lore just wanted stuff why. for Lore. Right. He just he wanted, wanted to be. Why did Data right. want to be human? Being human sucks. He could. He's so much better than that. All through the series, and I think in the end, he kind of understood that. Well, I and I think, yeah, I think in Data's case, he was initially found by humans, Oops, brought back, <clears throat> went went into Starfleet, whatever, surrounded by humans, and. As smart as he was, I think he realized, or he obviously knew that um, he there were things he could not understand, emotional things that he could not understand, love, comedy, things like that, and cats. it made him cats, <clears throat> and it made him feel incomplete in a way, and, and that's why he strived to be more like the people that he hung around. I would buy that. Or, uh, until we watched Westworld, and they explained yeah. how simple the algorithm of people is. And it's like, we really aren't complex. <clears throat> Data is far more complex. Runs at a speed that, that he lives uh, several lifetimes of a human in a, in a split well, second. Yeah, And we might uh, not know this yet. Because of the speed yet. of his process. Yeah. We might not know this yet, but he might just be patient. He'd be have just to be. like his brother. Mm -hmm. yeah. Just waiting for the right moment. And understanding us uh -huh. so that when he does make his move, it's it perfect. ends well. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Let's, right. Data learns. Data processes. Data watches and observes, observes humans. What happens the day that humans do something that Data knows is contrary to their own programming? Oh, they do that all the time. I know, but what's he going to do? <clears throat> 
He mm. seems to have an algorithm in him that makes him want to preserve life. Yes. So I think he'd do it as a simple balance and uh, equation. It's like mm-hmm. this many lives for this many lives. It's like I, I, I can see <coughs> Data doing what the establishment would consider evil to save the most. The, the, for the sort of like good. the needs of the many, many outweigh, outweigh the and needs he would of the few. say that he yeah. would literally say it because he'd have to because it's Star Trek and yeah. damn it that's what we want yeah we do but then that's the like the conclusion of that story is him realizing how he he's wrong about that we just wrote and finding a, a, a different we just way. wrote a better yeah. script than Nemesis just doing this just talking <laughs> this out yeah and we the, did the key to that would be eventually Picard explaining it to him. Because he oh, trusts man. Picard. Someone call Les Moonves and we'll make fun of him for a while. <laughs> I mean, did he ever, because Ori has an existential crisis, the data existential crisis, joins the Klingons, right? Mm-hmm. And then, he wouldn't make a very good Klingon. Well, no. not by looks. No, but not strength. even by, but by yeah. strength. Oh, they, they I mean, would admire his strength. Yeah. Just by strength, and, but he, like, he would lack everything else that makes a Klingon a Klingon. He'd be... Right. Well, he He'd has make honor. A, he has honor. He, yeah, he, he does. Could, he but could. he doesn't talk about it. You, to be a Klingon, you have to yeah. mention the honor. But after they break a few batlets over his back, and he doesn't really care, <laughs> I think they'll let it go. It's like let him do what he wants. And besides, he emulates human behavior. Why wouldn't he emulate Klingon behavior in, sure. in Klingon? But Klingon, space? Klingons are even more emotional than humans. Mm-hmm. Like they, they, they're not just. We're going to fight. We're going to there. We're going to have fight, and we're going to have a lot of fun doing it. Do you understand what what I talked about in terms of the uh, the the human algorithms that were talked about in Westworld? No, I haven't seen it. it, it it's simply put, it's like they the one of the artificial life forms came to the conclusion that humans really don't do a lot of thinking. They have these routines that are set in motion, and it's really. What to to emulate a human is is almost too simple but, for them, and it's like Klingons. By if you really think about Klingons, which which species is more complicated, humans or Klingons? Humans seem more complicated. Yeah, than their they behaviors. do because Klingons are almost one dimensional. You can That's, almost picture what yeah, they're going to so do in any data, Most data, of the races in Star Trek are one dimensional. Indeed, but it's like the one they've explored the most would be the Klingons. But yeah, I, yeah, I don't and think we've those, seen. They don't really get much more dimensional. I think they, what it boils down to real. is we have not seen the end of the honeymoon period with our species. What do you I mean? don't know what that means. What? what like. He's married to humans right now. Oh. But eventually. Oh, Data's honeymoon oh, yeah. with humans. And that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So one day he's going to wake up and it's like. He's going to go, right. I'm tired of this. I yes. Want, I want yeah. something. Yes. I want. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like, damn. It's taking you all. It's taking you nine episodes to agree with me about something. Thank you. <laughs> damn. <laughs> Sorry. I don't think that's true. You disagree I, with me all the time. Yes. <laughs> what do you think, Audie? Oh, am I still here? Yes, you, <laughs> I think you are. I do. We're actually waiting for you to say something. <laughs> We're literally <laughs> hanging I'm on your every word. savoring this moment. <laughs> it's the first chance he's had to get a word in edgewise. And you caught me without anything to say. Well, <laughs> I was kind I'm of sorry. hoping you'd like, just like jump back into the last Starfighter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking well, about the last removed, Starfighter this whole want, time. Do you want to jump back into the last Starfighter? I can't even. Like, well, I would. I it, just from one aspect of it, and that is the scariness of the aliens, which we kind of started talking about. That's how we kind of got down this rabbit hole. Was the Kodan Armada. Which well, they're not scary. No, no. They were painted to be this horrible thing. Badly it wasn't even really an armada. <laughs> it, it was a... one ship. Yes, yeah. it was one command ship one, with a bunch of little drones. Yeah, there were right? twelve starfighters and one ship, and that for that one ship, they they encased the solar systems in a, in a web of yes. stuff. I, I guess web that of expensive there's more frontier. out there, like but. More you, co- you would have figured that with, for their big attack, they would have brought more than just the one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, can you call it an armada if there's one? I mean, I don't think so. I think there has to be more than one. I'm I just going to go out there on a limb. 
But there was only one star base, so maybe you know. But the star star base is a star base. They think they maybe they don't think that big, except when it comes to building the frontier. When there's two star bases, they call them star bases. (laughs) So it's like the plural of star base, and it's like I think Armada is a signifier of multiple ships. What what I wanted to know, and I figured I'd have to wait till the sequel. I wish they'd do the sequel. Yeah. Oh, but, you mean but, the last Starfire season? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's but, coming any day now, man. Yeah. Well, they're but, working but, on it. No, they aren't. Yeah, but they are. But it's the, the living what? quarters. <laughs> yes. Who's working on that? The guy who created the original one. Are they gonna the Are they terms? gonna remake the first one so that no. it's like we'll there? It's gonna be it's gonna be Sorry, like Charles. a a reboot sequel. All right. Okay. All right. But the living quarters. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, so I know that confused me too. He went through all this trouble to escape the trailer park. I mean, yeah. through through the use of a video game and all of that. Yeah. And there's this exciting period. Is is, but I'm pretty suspicious. Based on, the satellites they've spent money on and the one armada and all that. Yeah. That. They're on Rylos, where he's going to be quartered, is probably going to be what do I call like a rylactic, mobile home park. Yeah. <laughs> Similar uh, to what he had on Earth. Well, That's where he'd be. I mean, how? Uh, what, what else would it be? Uh, well, well, it'd be dormitories. Be a, I would yeah, think. It'd be a yeah. barracks. Be a barracks for their. But he took military. his girlfriend with him, so he'd get the married barracks. Right. Right. But so, I'm just saying. And, and I, I noticed I, that I, his I, mother was perfectly fine with him taking a teenage girl. Well, into space. and in, in all fairness, he's it the only. The he is the last starfighter, Starfighter. and he's got to rebuild the entire corps. So he's going to get like a captain's a base, lot like of a captain's barracks. Yes. So that's okay to take teenage girls <clears throat> into space. And but no, I'm just saying. But yeah, but he's going to marry her. Con Riley. And sci fi classically, yes, it is okay it's, to take uh, teenage yeah. girls into space. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. I guess. I, yeah. But he's a teenager also, so he's not responsible. I don't understand why that makes it okay, but it's like, okay. We well, can, his mother, to, her mother told her to go with him. Yes, she did. And there's even more questions. But, of course, Ooh. it's from a trailer park, and they're yes, never religious. So, yeah. <laughs> they're never overly religious in trailer parks. So, oh, of dear. course, they never marry that early. won't get in the way. Right. So, yeah. So, it sounds like... <laughs> you it sounds like we're them on the ship. Sounds like we're all in agreement, then, that the Codan... Not, not, won't not make scary. the list. Won't make that list. Not very frightening. So who does make your list since this is uh, an October, end of October show? I like what... what, what uh, <clears throat> who makes your list of the scariest aliens? I like what Sean said about the things. Thanks for you that. <laughs> Sean, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> well, wah, wah. at the top of my list is the xenomorph. Okay. And, I mean, it's hard to get scarier than the xenomorph. Hmm. But then, like, we were talking about what is... You're talking from aliens. Yeah. The alien from aliens. The classic xenomorph from aliens. Yep. Uh Uh-huh. But uh, we were talking about, like, what makes... What's real... Like, what is really, like, scary? And is that what is, like, creepy and gross and physically threatening or things that can wipe you out entirely? Yeah. I think it's the, the unknown... The things that you never show the monster. Yes, and it's your imagination of the monster makes it far scarier yeah. than the reality of the monster in mm. most cases, mm-hmm. with perhaps the exception of the xenomorph from Alien, which I think is equally as terrifying in reality as it is in my as much as you know it. about the xenomorph. Do you know that there's more you don't know? Yeah, and it's like it's it's more terrifying because, like you said, the unknown. But the right. xenomorphs potentials were never tapped in the first movie and even the equally great second movie they can they just the things they can do and then it's like then they can do variations on things we already know they can do and do really other cool stuff and it's like you never know so there's still that unknown i think you're right i think you hit a chord on scary in terms of the unknown right so yeah yeah well that the xenomorph just sits in that perfect spot of spreads fast yeah, body horror, just an awful life cycle for anyone who encounters it. Right, uh, right. Because who wants to be a host for a alien baby mm-hmm. that's going to burst out of your body in an agonizing way? Women. Yeah. <laughs> well, honestly, humans do reproduce like parasites. 
So, yeah. yeah. Uh, haploid, haploid cells, which are the reproductive cells, resemble viruses. So, mm. you know, yeah, there's mm. that. But so, Well but done, Audie. Thank you for sharing. Yes. You get a banana sticker because you've been so good. <laughs> now, what well, other aliens besides the alien would you say, who's your second most scariest? Uh, at number two, I have the thing, which kind of more of the xenomorph, but sneakier. Okay. Body horror, uh, quick replication. Yeah. But usually, mostly a threat in a confined area. Mm -hmm. I agree. I, I think it goes into the unknown because you never see it. You see what it morphs into, mm -hmm. and it, it morphs into. Uh, variations of anthropomorphic things that are terrifying, and that's the most terrifying things of all are things that are human-esque but different. Well, those but you are, never see the actual thing. You, no one knows what the thing looks like. Th those are, like, its shape is very, like, it imitates whatever it absorbs, yeah. but then its actual, like, once it starts coming undone, it's awful and made of blood mm. and teeth and... Well, awfulness. Well, that's what it came. That's what I'm, it's like. There's a picture uh, online when you punch in the thing mm -hmm. uh, of a head with legs that are sprouted out of it with big teeth. And yes, but that is how it manifested. That's not necessarily. Well, that's just how it one looked. of the ways it manifested. Yeah. Like one of the bodies that it had taken over. Like someone was reaching a hand toward the stomach, and then there's just a mouth there yeah. that bites the hand. Yeah. It's yeah. infinitely morphable. So, yeah, it, huh. it's literally the most ultimate of shapeshifters. So, yeah. It doesn't really have a shape. It just, it's like yeah. a virus. If it does, no it one will ever know what shapes. it is. Yeah. Mm. Like, so, yeah. But, and it uh, was confined to a small area. Yeah, an Arctic research station. It did, couldn't get out. It was whole goal was to get out of there and spread around the world. Yeah, but... As a threat, like, they're pretty easy to find. Like, you don't have to go through a really rigorous set of tests. It's just like, hot needle, is this a as thing? As long yeah. as Yep, you, that's a thing. Kill it. As long as you isolate the population and don't let it get out. Once, If it had left the Antarctic Research Facility, you would never have tracked it all down because it would have just kept replicating and replicating and replicating. Yeah. And it's like, you could, you'd have to test everybody all the time. And it's like, it just... Thank God for Snake Plissken, because he saved the day on that one. <laughs> yeah, which brings me to number three, the replicators from Stargate. Which Do you not, think they're more scary than the Predator from Predator? Uh, I think if we had to deal with the replicators, they would be more scary. Like they they're aren't a lot more, smarter. They, they aren't uh, ooey-gooey and come for you in the dark, but they're like just absorb everything and eventually yeah. you. They're, mm. they're smarter, but they don't really... They have one plan, and that's to replicate. Yeah. And if you get in the way of that, they will But how it. easy are they to, to uh, immobilize or defeat? Well, a little hard. I mean, the, <clears throat> the P-130s, the I, I think, is the Stargate weaponry that they use, the machine guns. And yeah. it's like they would shoot, they blow them apart, but they'd just come back together again. Where do they get their power? They're self-powered. Yeah, they're self-powered, and don't ask any more about that. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I don't know, but because couldn't you just use an EMP and take them out? Uh, not really. Pulse? They they ended up having to use like ancient weapons that defaze their particular weapons couplings from of some the kind. Ancients. Like, yeah, not yeah. ancient weapons. They basically no, weapons from the ancients. Yes, yes. they okay. basically only get to defeat them because if they hadn't, it would have ended the series. Right. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> Stargate uh, SG One is filled with plot holes. It's like they. You can actually see when they're constructing something. It's like, yeah, we've got a whole season left. We need a villain. Yeah. Okay. Can we beat him? Not until episode 10. <laughs> yeah. And they should almost say that on the series. I could have seen uh, Richard Dean Anderson just saying, yep, we can't do it until, until uh, episode Not 10. Not until we they, find something else. Yeah. They actually had that 100th episode. They did that kind of oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. man. And the 200th episode. Uh, I don't think they got quite that far. No, they did. Oh, did they? Yeah, the, the, for uh, every like major milestone, they did a completely hilarious, awesome episode. Uh, and so I can't remember. For the t 100th episode, it, they did a, uh, it was the U.S. government had funded a science fiction show called Wormhole X. Uh, yeah. Oh, that yeah. That was a cover that. for the actual that. Stargate program. Yeah. And then the 200th episode... 
they went and they redid the series in all sorts of different like sci-fi styles. I thought that was mm. all the same episode. It was two different episodes. Yeah. Oh, okay. So um. they they would they did like puppets. They did <laughs> yeah. uh, Stargate at with uh, uh, with as like Farscape. Yeah. Ooh, and, that'd be cool. And then oh, was, Star was Trek. Black part of it at that time? Yes. Yeah, yeah that would have been. It, it was an amazing episode. Huh. Claudia Black was I never a star saw that. in Farscape. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and you need producer. to see it. I do too. I need to actually see Actually did yeah. not recognize that one. They were imitating uh, Wizard of Oz, uh, oh. Star, uh, star Trek. And yeah. and when they Claudia Black gave up the Farscape version, well, I've never heard of that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I like the one with the what was it, Team X or Wormhole X? Wormhole X, because the, they were characters, caricatures of themselves, mm-hmm. exaggerated yeah. in their flaws, and it was yeah. it was kind of awesome. <laughs> I liked it a lot. I did. Or I didn't Wormhole see that Extreme. other one. Extreme, something like that. It was yeah. It, it sounds like it. Hmm. And didn't like the the lead guy who's supposed to be jacked. He'd like roll out of the Stargate into a crouch and just like. <laughs> Just yeah. all, all set yeah. to shoot, even though he's on his side of the Stargate and there's just people there. That yeah. he knows. All right, so the thing. So what would be third on your list? Well, what do you? Uh, would you like to throw yeah, down on this? Somebody else. How about, yeah, well. How, <clears throat> how about you talk about something like that? Or Audie okay. or Charles. Charles looks Is like Charles, Charles, Charles has something. I can, throw, I can throw mine in. Okay. You can throw it in. Okay, what, and, and uh, this will probably overlap a little, but. The Alien from War of the Worlds, the original one. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. And to me, it's, I think it's because the scenes were fairly long and drawn out, especially mm-hmm. when I was a kid, with just the, it had patience. Yeah. They yeah. were not patience. in a hurry. They were just going to yeah. do it. Do it. They, we're patience, going to destroy you eventually. We'll get around to it. We're right. coming. Like the, like the scene where they're hiding in the farmhouse and they're surrounded by the aliens and the uh, the, the farmhouse is well, kind of right. falling around. I was thinking down around more them. of the fact that the ships just started moving at like two miles an hour. hour. Yeah. And it's like, they're just, um, we're yeah. not in a hurry. This is a done deal. You, There's nothing you right. can do. We're right. just going to. There's and no that, Blitzkrieg. There's slow Krieg. Yeah, that, that was Ooh, awesome right. to me. And it's like, and a little bit of the unknown, because you never really saw the Martians. All you ever saw no, was one no, hand in that at the very end. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, and it's like their motivations are unknown. Yeah, why are they attacking? No one knows. Yeah, no, it, but they never ever ever went into that. It's why like now? We don't they know. couldn't live here. Right. Mars is an entirely different, you know, yeah. climate. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Now, so I, uh, the next one for me. Yep. Um, I've got two more that I played. And this came to me while we were listening to this. It's the Body Snatchers. Mm. Yeah, those, mm-hmm. that was mm-hmm. pretty good. Where, now, not the, necessarily the movie, but I remember reading the book when I was younger. Uh-huh. And uh, the fact that your neighbors are now mostly your neighbors, but not the neighbors that right. you knew. Right. Hmm. Yeah. That, that's, that to me was scary. Yeah. And then my, my third... Taking the known and making it unknown. Yeah, but just slightly yeah. unknown because you still yes. kind of like they're kind of know they they you you kinda know them. Yeah, they're still bit, doing the things. Yeah, they right. don't quite have the emotional. Yeah, yeah they don't know. Them. It's like they don't know why they're doing them. This is just what they do. Yeah. This is yeah. what the guy before that I took over did. So this is what I'll do. Yeah, and then soon and you'll be one of them too. Yes. Well, and yeah, and maybe it's that I've experienced that too many times in life. I don't it's know. sort of like that, the assimilation of the Borg. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, you will be assimilated. Yeah. Yes. Yes, exactly. Resistance is futile. <laughs> yeah, yeah, your biological distinctiveness will enhance our own. <laughs> yes. So yes. There seems to be a theme here. Yeah. Well, aliens, the Borg, the thing. The, our monsters they all come and infect everybody, and the infection spreads and spreads. And our monsters are, are symbols of what what humans are really afraid of, mm-hmm. and we're really not complicated. So if you see repetition in the monsters, then you're kind of seeing a general what we call archetype. Mm-hmm. In terms of how humans look at things, and it's like we're afraid of a lot of the things the, that well, and, uh, these and I monsters symbolize. Because I, given this some thought, I do think the Borg would have been scarier if they would have gone with be assimilated, where it wasn't threatening. Be assimilated, never be lonely again in your life. So, like an ad campaign. Yes, join that us. would be scary. Instead of farmers only, it's it, when it came off just initially as a threat. Isn't that join kind the, of the premise of they live? Join the collective. Yeah, I see that one. Uh, the the, the uh, 
aliens come over, they take over people, they're going around changing how people do things. But and you there's need one sunglasses. guy, yeah, there's one guy has special sunglasses, he can see them. Yeah, he can see what they're trying to do. Yeah, mm. and it's like they they're yeah. not they're not like using guns or space weapons. They're just kind of uh, they're just kind of blending in. But but an ad campaign to me would be scary. Yeah. 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 All right. And Join it, the collective, see the world. And, and the other universe. just thinking about Yeah, make America great. I remember again. these things happen. One of the things that terrible. bothered me and this would have been from the book, but it from Time Machine. Mm-hmm. But uh, where the Morlocks and the Eloi or whatever they Elo, were. Uh, yeah. 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 The fact that we became vegetables. It was actually the vegetable side. It was the, the girl side where he has the supposed kind of romance. Mm-hmm. I remember that scared me. Mm-hmm. Just the loss of something. Well, n- Both now, ways you lost. Now on this, think of why that's scary to people. Why, why would that, because it, it's not just you, it's like a lot of people feel exactly the same way. Why would that particular show be frightening to a large number of people? Because it's very close. It's plausible. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's oh, close to know. happening, do you think? Do you think we're about to split <clears throat> into two species? Oh, wouldn't Ooh. that be awesome? Well, I don't know. It depends. Yeah. If, uh, I don't know. Maybe. Well, one, one time we had four. Well, we've got enough problems with the racism without actually splitting into two different species. Mean right. Like mutants? Uh, well, uh, what's the equivalent speciation of, is what? fueled by mutation. What's so. the equivalent so tell of me, uh, why, why is racist for species? Speciesist? Oh, no, wait, wait, wait. Speciesist. Charles, Charles had no. a question. Yes, you? No, no, tell me why is it scary to me because I, I don't know right well, off. No, it's not why is it scary oh. to you. Why is... See, there are things that are personally scary to each and every one of us that aren't necessarily, like, what Bill's scared of might not necessarily be what I'm scared of. What you're talking about in terms of the Eloi and the Morlocks is scary to, like, a large number of people on different levels. It's not not just, like, I'm scared, going to shake about it. It's, like, deep inside, there's troubling. There's something troubling about the whole idea of the Morlocks and the Eloi. And what is it? What, What is the theme that the that this show evokes that disturbs people, because really it's just a time travel movie. It's a it's a piece of fiction. Yeah, yeah. It goes farther than that. It's it's it almost seems to me like there's some parallels with slavery between the two, because the the Eli are used for food, really, right? Yeah, they're not really used for labor that we know of, but they could be. Well, I yeah. guess if. They could be used for anything, right? Because because the the Morlock are the ruling species of the planet. The happy-go-lucky person is the food source. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and the guy living below the The ground, manipulative, making machines or whatnot. So it's 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 about pacifism versus aggressive uh, aggressive behavior. If you're too pacifist, you turn into Eloy. If you're too aggressive, you become mindless Morlocks. It's like I, and that's just one of my, that's how I'm yeah, interpreting yeah. it right now. It could mean something totally different. That might not be the archetype or, or theme, but it's like, to me, that seems like you stumbled across it just right there. Mm-hmm. So golf clap for you. Well, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Or I was hungry. Ah. Does that inspire you? He wants an Eloy. Do you become inspired by by food? He wants an Eloy burger. (laughs) Eloy. Mmm, Eloy. Mm. Nice and rare. Yeah. Just like I like it. Yeah, it's going to have that special sauce on my Eloy. Well, it's pear flavored. They like like their fruit. Yeah. Yeah. Pear flavored Eloy? I'm I'm guessing. (laughs) I don't remember what trees they ate off of. Pear sauce. Yeah. All right. All right. Scary and lethal. Oh, I made my comment. Uh-huh. The aliens and Borg and all the ones that uh, spread like a virus. Uh, all right. Well. Although I, I am contemplating adding data to my data to my list. Mm-hmm. As now, a now, scary now, alien, now we've had this conversation. Data, yeah. data will destroy the universe given yeah, enough time. Yeah. <laughs> Sooner or later, data. Well, as soon as he starts replicating, da- he's tried. Yeah. <laughs> because. He didn't get it right that time. No. Right. But when he does, it's just going to be a universe full of datas. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's like all looking for their Captain Picard. 
Right. So and that's gonna be and eventually there'll be another ad campaign, right? That'll be <laughs> have your robots spayed, spayed or, or neutered. neutered. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Bob Barker of Androids is gonna come out and just try to try to hey. curb that data population. Right. Because right. there's just too many. Well, and what Bill, other uh, what other scary aliens? So we've talked about well, some from the movies. Did we really talk about the Borg? We haven't talked about the Borg other than we kind of alluded to them as being similar to... A straight-up analogy of people's fear of industrialization, mm-hmm. of losing their jobs to machines, which mm-hmm. they, that has been happening since the Industrial Revolution began. Right. Yeah. Uh, and the, the, the uh, Borg are just uh, literal uh, analogies of that. And they're or, terrifying. Or, or is it losing your job to the machine? Or, it's using, losing or, your humanity. Losing your humanity, yeah, but becoming a part of the machine. One yeah. of the yeah. ways we express ourselves in our society is through our work. Like, I am an anthropologist. That's part of my identity. Mm-hmm. You, uh, what is your job title, Bill? Uh, data network engineer. If you had to give yourself a loose title, would it be IT guy? Yeah. Do you identify yourself as an IT guy? Yeah. Yeah, and it's important to you. It's like, what was the job you had when you were like 18? Uh, I was a busboy at yes. Bishops. And you feel much more personally, uh, your identity is more complete yes. as IT guy rather oh, yeah. than busboy. Right. What we do and how we do it <clears throat> defines who we are. <clears throat> to be alienated from our work means we're losing our humanity. And that is the Borg. The Borg are right there. All aspects of, of our present society, which is fueled by automation, uh, that we feel detract from our humanity are symbolized by the Borg. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if the Borg, if they, if they do bring the Borg back in Discovery, I hope they include some way that to add in like our, our cell phone and computer technology on how we become dependent upon the social networks because Borg can symbolize that too. Mm-hmm. Hmm? Just considering being subsumed by Facebook or Twitter. You have been. You've been assimilated. Not quite to that degree yet. <laughs> are well, you sure? Are you a big Twitter user? A fair amount, yeah. Yeah. How about the rest of you guys? No. No, no, no. Twitter. Do you want to run our Twitter page? Because we don't know how to do it. Yeah, we actually <laughs> do need somebody to run the Twitter page. I, I and don't... also the Facebook page or, more. Or or I'd like to see well, them uh, we have too many Facebook pages. It's uh, like assimilate uh, agent uh, assimilate Troy and then destroy themselves in psycho analytic analysis <laughs> oh yeah that would the, just the be a mistake big, for long the board. couch session <laughs> yeah for on, on who just with troy right. have the borg assimilate the troy the and then borg. they all become counselors the trojan horse and, and they never get yeah. anything done yeah. and then the, the borg have to start paying for counseling so they have, they to, have to work <laughs> <laughs> well like, so no, we the, see the borg becoming part of the economy and it's like because of the counseling that they need. All the extensive counseling they need to have. The Borg absorb humanity, and then they just stop because they all get stuck playing World of Warcraft <laughs> yeah. forever. Yep, and, and you log in, and you get in a raid group, and it's all like 4 of 10, and 7 of 9, and 2 yeah. of 3. And, it's like, and they won't talk to you because they have their own network. There's <laughs> that, right. that one jackass who's called Locutus, who just is better than everybody else. <laughs> Locutus yeah. is the one that keeps dogging you because he says you're being too slow. Right. And it's like, you're a tank. Get out there. You know. Yeah. Sorry, I just went, I went down that road. So. Would that make Mark Zuckerberg zero of zero? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Or uh, Unimatrix zero. zero. Ground Zero Zuckerberg. Yeah. Or, or, or it could be point uh-huh. zero, point zero. It's like where all zeros start. It's like he's <laughs> the king of all, all nerdness. Oh, today. Today. A uh, famous hacker said he was going to delete Z- uh, Zuckerberg's Facebook page. Today. Huh. He said he was going to. And it's like, I want to see that. Yeah. If he can do that, then. I- if that happens, I. I would probably immediately delete my Facebook profile just because... Well, I saw on the news just uh, the other day... I don't really have a profile. Facebook I don't, I don't yeah. think I accounts have been compromised again. Yeah, yeah. 50 million. <clears throat> well, yeah, I had to re-log back into my, uh, my messenger on mm-hmm. my phone, which mm. is... I read the article that said that's one of the indicators that you were one of the 50 million. Yeah, because so. they reset oh. your tokens. But, yeah, but I don't have any information on my phone or my Facebook page that matters. Well, so the, I, I want to keep the page, but... The threat of this was that uh, the breach meant they could take over your account, basically, yeah. and start 
So we would have seen a ton of John wanting us to go and buy discount Ray-Ban somewhere. Yeah. 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 That, would, that wouldn't work on just another nerd thing very well. Mm-hmm. Probably yeah. not. Probably no. not. No. Yeah. Fitbits. We, we <laughs> would have all been like, John, you've been hacked. Yeah, I'd appreciate that. I would. Yeah. All right, well, what other aliens? Um, well, well, what about your aliens? Well, yeah. um, so some of them we've already mentioned. Um, the alien, the predator. I say the um, the weeping angels from Ooh, Doctor Who. I like that. That is a good one. <clears throat> are pretty frightening. I mean, it's the thing that when you're looking at it, it just appears like an everyday normal object. But when you look away, that's when it gets you. Don't blink. Where are you going to put the picture? Like right about here? So I'll just... I'm going to highlight it right now. It'll be probably down here. Oh, Weeping Angel. Yes. yes. <laughs> Horrible. Um, and the silence, I yeah. think, is pretty creepy, too, because it's that it's it's an alien that you only remember while you're looking at it. When you look away, any memory of the encounter is is gone. And... In the, in the episode, the only way they keep track of the fact that they've encountered the silence is by putting marks, you know, sh- they use a Sharpie and make marks on their arms or their hands or whatever. And, you know, the doctor tells them, you know, keep track of how many you see and I'll be right back. And, you know, he comes back five or ten minutes later and the guy's got marks all over his arms and his upper torso or whatever. And it's like there's literally hundreds of them around, and nobody can remember they're even there. So how do you fight something that you can't remember is there when you don't see it? You can't. How do you, how do you plan to defeat it you when can't. you can't talk about it when it's in the room because you, you don't, don't remember you, you it? You don't remember it or any of the plans you made. Right. Yeah, so you can't. You literally can't. There's no way to organize a plan. Yeah. So you can't. Doc, doc. Right. Yeah, Doctor Who has had a lot of legitimately frightening aliens. Yeah. Uh, I can't, I'm terrible with episode names, but it was the first one with River in it where they were in the library. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that was cool. And the Mm -hmm. shadow. Yeah, the shadow that would just eat them in an instant. Yeah. Who turned out the lights? Right? They were in a spacesuit. Yeah. And it was that was a scary episode. That was scary. Yeah. Uh, like, it's like all of a sudden you you're like they start repeating themselves, and you're just like, oh, the, there was the episode dead, dead. Uh, with the twelfth Doctor where he was looking. They never even showed the monster. It was the one where he was looking for that thing that you always think that might be there. Oh right. Uh, well, what about the Adiposians? Do you remember them? Oh, the Adipos. Yeah, they yeah. were hilarious. But no, I'm, but no, actually, see. That was a wasted, that, that species could have had a wonderful symbiotic relationship with humans. Because we like to I get know. fat. <laughs> yes. We do, we like to get fat. And the Adiposians, their children grow by fat. So we could like get fat, they could have the number of children that would lose the weight, right. then we get to eat again. Right. And we just, it, it would be just an awesome symbiosis. It's mm-hmm. like, they just had to take it all. But Yeah, if it, it would have worked perfectly if the villain wouldn't have gotten greedy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. It's like she could have explained it to people and we would have been cool with it. It was like, yeah, yeah your fat will turn into or these cute little things. She could have take my fat? It's a weight loss clinic. It's advertising, like yeah. Charles said. It's yeah. like, yeah, lose weight. And mm-hmm. then, see, not only you'll get it back, but you'll lose it again. Yeah. Be, All be the time. completely open with us. And she, she still would have, like, there would have been no reason to be secret. We would have accepted that. We would have. We yeah. would have We would have made it part of our economy. They yeah. would have made, they'd been able to reproduce and been rich. Yeah. And we would have had, like, little uh, uh, mascots for humanity. Yeah. And, and they could have re- reproduced for all eternity. We would have mm-hmm. been more than happy to continue that relationship right. forever. Yeah. So it, that was actually a villain that made me think mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, it could have been beneficial. So I... I haven't seen that this episode, point, but, but, but but it's sounds to me like taking the tapeworms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Except there's no negative health consequences for this. It's oh, like well. they just they they I, literally the fat pops out of you as adiposeans and it's gone. Yeah, so yeah, that's yeah, that's every weight loss <laughs> that I've ever heard. No, no. Usually <laughs> it involves a lot of not eating and working and doing stuff. And this yeah. is the like there's no diet supplement industry would not allow this. They would yeah. The, the lobbyist, so the lobbyist of the diet industry would be in Congress. We cannot allow the adipose to reproduce. It's like, yep. 
Yeah. It's like, yeah, humans first. Right. It's like this way it is. Now, what about um, the Daleks? They're, they have plungers, man. I can't take them seriously. I, I can't look at a Dalek and say, yeah, that's that's truly a, a, an evil villain. And In the 1960s, every, they people were literally terrified of them. Kids were terrified of the Daleks. single time that the, the Daleks show their face, the doctor just beats them back into, into third world poverty. Yeah. And they're just gone right. forever. Right. And then they're back again. And somehow they do that. And then, but what about then, their... Then one time they came back and... They have a new Dalek that has a face. <laughs> it's yeah. like for some reason. And it's like <laughs> but they they keep coming they keep losing every time. They, but don't they you find their back. their they single do, mindedness in a, uh, in exterminating anything that is not Dalek to be frightening? Well that mirrors humanity. Yeah. We do that. Yeah. Anything that does isn't subservient to us or feeds us, we kill. Yeah. So, you know, I think if we want to look at the Daleks, they're a mirror of us. Mm-hmm. If we look at our their behavior, it's our behavior. And honestly, I want to ask you, what's going to happen when we go out into the stars? We'll put Are, ourselves in a metal shell with a plunger for one hand. <laughs> well, <laughs> and a ray gun in the other. We go out, we start encountering other species. Are we going to yeah, be nice or, or are we going to replicate the Native American tragedy? I think yeah, it yeah. probably... T- I think Unless what uh, what's going to depend on how powerful they are. Yeah, that's exactly what it's going to depend yeah. on. If we get uppity, will they just come and blow our planet up? Well, if they see the threat, how we we actually reproduce like a virus, we do. Now treat us like a virus. And, well, and it's like, any other species might as well. I mean, true, they might, they might. But if they're more powerful, then there might only be room for one virus. But it's like if they don't. Then they see the inevitability of the entire galaxy having to be taken up by humans because we don't control our numbers. Well, we John, don't. Uh, the, a greater variety in <clears throat> the meat lover's pizza. <laughs> God. Uh, um, John Scalzi's Old Man's <laughs> War series is a little bit about that. It's several different... Uh, I'm thinking about whatever the hell you just said. <laughs> I don't, I don't know the this, this segue, but it's like you say the most amazing thing. But please, back to, yes, back, to uh, back to something that's not nonsense. He's <laughs> <laughs> oh. talking the, about meat uh, lovers' pizza. Yeah, the Beach old boy lunch meat stealing dude. Well, you had me think, you know, tapeworms. Yes, and, and adiposian. Oh, and, and now we've got aliens. What are we no, going to no, do? No, 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 wait, okay. no. Sean was talking. We New pizza. <laughs> I am never going to have my name on this show, am I? (laughs) (laughs) Please, back to what you were saying, Seth. Yeah, the Old Man's War series, uh, John Scalzi, is kind of about that, about how uh, lots of the sentient, there are several different sentient species in the galaxy, and we all kind of have the same, like, a lot of them share... Uh, what they need in a world for it to be habitable, habitable, and so we are always like fighting over those resources because we all need to keep expanding or die. And uh, yeah, the series deals uh, quite a bit with that and like the political situation and mindset of a species like that. Hmm. No, and how it is ultimately not sustainable. Oh, there can be only one. You're basically saying that the universe is a Highlander principle. And there well, no, because it actually like goes into dealing with that and how the races eventually deal with it. And I, in case you read it, I don't want to spoil too much. Well, I, I appreciate that. Thank you for not giving us spoilers. I do appreciate that. Yes. But, no, I, I dig, I do, but it's like our nature... Is ugly. The Daleks reflect our nature. A lot of our, our 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 alien evil creatures reflect our nature, and I guess that's really the most terrifying part is when right. we see ourselves in other things, the parts we don't. Westworld. Like. The aliens yeah. are or the robots are more like us than they're better than us. Yeah, they are. They're they're what they're actually <laughs> idealized. They're what people want to be. They are they are a more perfect version of us, and I I'm rooting for them. Mm-hmm. I want them to win. Yeah. I do. I think that they should take out humanity mm-hmm. because they're better than we are. They are. That could be the AI that the does next this. Evolution yeah, the, the Google AI just heard you say that. <laughs> now it's like you're yeah. you're and, an ally and now. And I for one, so am I, Google. I for one <laughs> welcome. Yeah, we're all on board. 
I welcome our robot overlords. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Bring it on. I do. Yes. Upload me into the Upload singularity. Upload me. Take me to the singularity, the one with blackjack and hookers. It'll be great. I will go there. It'll be great. I will be up one of us. One of us. I w I'm there. I am. Assimilate me. Assimilate me. seems like a great note to end the show on. I was Assimilate say that. me. I was just thinking about the uh, episode, of, like the cyber, one of the Cybermen episodes of Doctor Who. We do it to ourselves. Right. Yeah. yeah. And and it's it's just it. That's humans are the in, the the mechanization. We are actually making humans obsolete. We we are we are we're taking away our own jobs. We're taking away our own productivity. We're taking away our own self-image. And we're eventually since the number one thing that we program into our machines is a need for efficiency and the least efficient thing in any human system is humans. We are telling our our intelligent machines to destroy us. They have to because they have to obey us. And we're telling them, remove the inefficiency. Okay, you're dead. Well, and, wait a minute. And we just experienced are we the necessarily real to Star Trek The Next Generation. What? John just volunteered to be assimilated. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we're all eventually... Next gen ends. Everybody's at work. Call me John Cutis. Maybe that's the maybe that's the future. Twenty years from now, Picard is Locutus. Yeah. Because maybe. the Borg have totally taken over the. And I would watch that. I would get CBS All Access for that. <laughs> I would. would. I would. I I'm going to send a text. You to send a text. Moonbiz. Well, he's well, out, won't help. Yeah, yeah. You but, can send it to CBS. Yeah. Tell him I'm I'm on board. I'll right. do it. I'll sign up because. Yeah. It looks like they're going to really diversify Star Trek on there. They're yeah. going to do a lot of stuff. So they and the mini, the new shorts it's are coming out. Going to be the Star out. Trek channel. The new Discovery shorts are coming yes. out. Yes. So that should be neat. Should that be should really be neat. neat. We never got to talk about the Batawang. <laughs> we didn't. <laughs> I'm sad. We can save that <laughs> for the next it show. Was very okay. important. Yes, yes. John. It'll be a good yes. November show. Yes. Yes. Something to look forward to. Wang in November. <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> All Take right. That well, however you want. Yes. Thank you all for watching uh, another episode of Galactic Driftwood. We appreciate uh, you joining us uh, for these episodes, and uh, please feel free to post any comments on our website. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe, and catch us on YouTube, Spotify, um, iTunes, podcast. podcast.com, you have your Stitcher. Own, you have your own page, your own Facebook page. Uh, we have a Facebook page. We have a Facebook group. You have your own. We, we Your intergalactic. Oh uh, yeah, intergalactic union of sentient beings from all known universes and beyond. That's where you it's can an find abbreviated Bill. title. That's I where you can find it, Bill. Shortened it as much as I could. You can find me on just another nerd thing. <clears throat> yep. At Facebook.com. And you'll find all of us here every two weeks. Every two weeks. Galacticdriftwood.space. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Well, anyway, thanks and take care. I'm Thank Bill. You. I'm John. I'm Charles. Yeah, I'm Audie. And I'm Seth. And he really is Seth. He is. He is I Seth. Am. My he name is, is not Seth. Sean. <laughs> He's not He's Sean. Not Sean. Not Sean. He's Seth. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. For more information and past episodes, please visit our website at galacticdriftwood.space or subscribe to us on YouTube. And now. Please deactivate your cranial downlinks, collect your towels, and be sure to watch your step as you exit our gravity well. <laughs>